Thank you, Jesus. We, uh, we all have a life story. Uh, if you were to plot or try to write down what your life story is, you'll see that there are moments in your life that have shaped your life story. And so far, if you ask yourself, what would it look like if you were to plot or write down what your life story looks like? Most of us would find that our lives are often not in line with the plan and the purpose that we feel we're called to do. We would see that we are in real danger of what can be called misliving. We'll see that we're in danger of what can be called misliving. Greed, materialism, and other forms of misliving are easy for us to recognize in others. Easy to recognize in others, but it's often not so easy to recognize or to see in ourselves. We're often unable to see those things where we may be misliving our own life stories. The things that derail us or get our lives off track seem to come out of nowhere. The things that get us off track and derail us are not planned for. They just seem to pop up. They come on with such sometimes subtle deceptiveness that we don't think that they will shape our lives in the long run. We don't see them coming on, but they happen, and we don't see how our own individual life stories can be shaped in the long run by those things. Despite the involvement that we have in church, despite the accumulation of biblical knowledge, and despite a sincere love for God, we just can't seem to figure out the forces that shape us into what we are. And there are forces. It has been said that we are the sum total of our past lives, or our past, not past lives, but our past existence. We know that no such thing as reincarnation. But we are shaped by those things that come upon us. Those forces that come upon us that help to shape us, and rather than offering us freedom, the world's culture of hurry up, responsibility, performance, and success distorts the things in such a way that we are left wondering, is this the life that God has in mind for us? We strive for so much. We want to be like the Joneses next door. So-and-so's got two houses, I want three. So-and-so's got two cars, I want three. Striving and worry about riches and success as defined by man, that we're oftentimes left wondering, is this the life that God has in mind for me? But today, I say to you, today, October 7th, 2018, today, Holy Spirit wants to show you how to close the gap, how to close the gap between your current life and the life that God desires for you. We often run the risk of just misliving our lives because we miss what God has in store for us. We think we know what God has in store. We know what our desires are. But what does God have in store for us? So today, let Holy Spirit contrast the forces that work for disappointment, discouragement, for a feeling of just drifting, the feeling of pain with the things that bring glory and wonders and joy. Let him replace those things to bring you glory and love and joy for this life. Holy Spirit wants to help you to live your story as God planned it. See? And many times we go through life not realizing that the life story that we're living is not what God had planned. When you've got the hurts and the disappointments and the things that are going on to make you miserable, you're not living your life story as God planned it. 
you're misliving. Jesus' call to you today is not just about morality. It's not about being a good person or doctrine. It's not about religious performance or Christian outreach. It's about living well. That's what God intended for you to do, to live well. It's about learning to live his way in this challenging world. And the world is challenging. The world seduces us to fill our lives with things that are immediate, that are on the spot, that are appealing to the eye or appealing to the other senses and entertaining. Things that we get pleasure and joy out of doing. But rarely with things that give our, give our lives meaning. The things that the world's offering, you can see that by what's going on in the world, are, are not in line with what God is looking for for us. But we strive so much to go along with the crowd. We strive so much to be like the mob. And that's what we see happening today. We're seeing rule by mob. If you don't think the way they think, if you don't behave and act the way they think, then something is wrong with you. So many times we try to conform to be like the mob. That mob does not have to be society as a whole. That mob can be your friends. That mob can be your family. That mob can be those people that you are surrounded with the most. If you're not thinking the way they think, then they want to chastise you. They want to put you on the outside. But we have to do what God is calling us to do. Because what they are striving for is not necessarily what God has in mind for you. You may be in a stage of life seeking to live it well, but wondering if you can course correct or make changes. Or you may be wondering even if there's still hope for living my life well, for living my life the way God wants me to live it. Wherever you are in life, I say to you today, Holy Spirit wants to see your life filled with truth and goodness, beauty and gladness, depth and meaning. So that when you look back over the years, you will realize that you have indeed learned to live in the way of Jesus and have found that his burden is light. Go to Matthew 11. Matthew 11. Book of Matthew, chapter 11. Live a life. Live a life in the way of Jesus and have found that Jesus' burden is light. Matthew 11, verse 28. Matthew 11, verse number 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Please underline, my burden is light. So right there, Jesus called to you. And if you have a red letter Bible, you see these letters written in red, meaning that this is Jesus speaking. Come unto me, all you that are labor and heavy laden. If you're laboring, if you're heavy laden, that means you're carrying a burden. And I will give you rest. He says to take my yoke, take Jesus' yoke upon me and learn of me, learn of me, learn of me, learn about Jesus, hear from Jesus. Listen to what he's saying and be obedient to his word. So he says, because I am meek and lowly in heart and then you shall find rest in your souls. If you're carrying a burden around, you cannot be at rest. If you're carrying a burden, you cannot be at rest. So Jesus is saying to you today, October 7th, 
to come unto me. Then Jesus says in verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You simply were not built to carry non-Jesus burdens. You're not built that way. I've read someplace that a silverback gorilla can bench press 4,600 pounds. All right? 4,600 pounds, silverback gorilla. You're not built to do that. Can you bench press that much? You're not built to do that. Could you carry that much weight? Well, no, because you're simply not built that way. An ox is referred to as a beast of burden. But God built them that way. You're not built that way. You are not built to carry burdens. But guess what? The good news is today, while you're not built to carry burdens, God is. God is built that way and can carry your burdens. As a matter of fact, God wants to carry your burdens. And what is a burden? Well, a burden is anything, anything at all that you are carrying that is robbing you from full enjoyment of God in your lives. A burden is anything that you're carrying around, that you're thinking, that you're doing, or that you're not doing, that is robbing you of the joy of life that God intends for you to have. A burden is anything that gives you sadness. A burden is anything that zaps your joy. A burden is anything that has you worrying and thinking continually on something. But you're not built to carry that burden. You simply are not spiritually built to do that. You see? But the devil will have you think the other way and he'll just heap burden upon burden upon burden upon burden. You ever sit down and you're thinking about something that you're worrying about? Oh, gee whiz, i got to do so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, how is so-and-so going to happen? And then while you're thinking that, all of a sudden, oh, boy, here's this other thing. And the burden just keeps being heaped on you. Well, you're not burdened. You're not built to be carrying burdens. But we need to learn, though, relative to burdens, we need to learn how to go deep with God by having him carry burdens for us. One of the reasons that we don't know God deeply is that we don't think much on his promise to take our burdens. God has actually promised to do that and to carry things for us. Knowing God with a sense of authentic personal reality is not merely a head study. You can't learn and know of God through intellectual thought or an intellectual process. It is a matter of walking with him through fire and not being burned. Okay, it's a matter of walking with God through fire and not being burned. And walking through fire with God and not being burned is anything in your life that is challenging to you. When you're going through a difficult time in your life, and we all have difficult times, Jesus said, when you have tribulations. He didn't say if, he said when you have tribulations. You're going through the fire. But God can be with you. Let's go to Daniel and see an illustration of that. The book of Daniel. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. And we're just going to start at verse 23 because you know the preceding verses there, what it's about. This is where um, the king had Nebuchadnezzar had put out an order that no one shall uh, worship any god and that whenever they, besides him of course, and whenever they heard music playing, the flute, the harp, and so forth like that, that people would fall down and, and worship him when that music went off. And these three men refused to do that, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And because of the fact that they refused to bow down and to worship that music when it was being played at that time to worship him, that he threatened to throw them into the pit of fire. So we pick up here in verse number 23, and it says, And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, or astonished, and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt and no form of, and, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And then you see later on, it just goes on to say that, and you jump to uh, um, uh, uh, verse number 27. They weren't burned or touched at all. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak any language, anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So we see here that going deep with God is not merely a matter of head study. It is not a matter of not being crushed under a load because he carries it for you at your side. He carries it for you. These men were thrown into the fire and it said because of Jesus being there in their midst that they were untouched. Well, the same thing if you are truly, truly seeking after God and you decide to let God carry your load and you rely on him, he too will bring you out of the fire that you're in. He'll bring you through whatever the torment is that is going on in your life where you're worrying and you're searching for things that just seem to be so out of life, out of reach in your life. Are you misliving your life because you're going about it the wrong way? He wants to carry it for you right at your side. So what then exactly is it that he carries? What is the burden that God wants to carry for you? Well, one burden that he carries for you is sin. He carries sin. Jesus has carried our sin. Let's go to Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9. Praise the living God. Hebrews 9. Thank you, Jesus. And we're just going to do, look at verse... Hebrews 9.28. Hebrews 9.28. So Christ was once offered, not twice or three times, but once offered to bear the sins of many. Bear means to carry. Bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So he, he bore the burden of your sins. We know the reason why Jesus went to the cross, to take the sins of the world, to take your sins away from you. So that's one of the burdens that he carries. If you go to 1 Peter 2.24, it also says that he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. So that means that you do not have to bear infirmity. Matter of fact, why don't we just go there? 1 Peter, this way you can underline, highlight and underline these things so that 
when you are going through your prayer time and devotion, you can easily get to those scriptures. Okay, praise the living God. 1 Peter 2. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Peter 2, verse number 24. Who his own self bear our sins. Bear means to, to carry, bore our sins, carry our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So that means, again, the other burden that he took away from, that, that he took on his back was infirmity. You don't have to carry the burden of being sick. You can rebuke that sickness in the name of Jesus and recite the scriptures that with Jesus stripes I am healed. But these fundamental things of living the Christian life, believing these things is crucial if you want to have a life that is burden free. If you want to have a life where you're not carrying things around that are causing you to be misliving your life. It's crucial for life now. Guilt feelings do not have the last word in your life. That's the other burden that we carry around so many times that the devil places guilt in our minds for things of the past, for the way we did things or the, the things that we said or did. It is crucial that joy even uh, it, it is crucial joy, even things to have joy, even when things are going right. Christ's sin bearing work takes the burden off of you and secures you for a never ending compensation for every so-called loss that you've had in this life. This confidence is the foundation of knowing God. Everything in your life that you feel was a loss, Jesus Christ has compensated for that. You are not built to carry burdens. God promises to carry our burden of anxieties, and we've got a number of anxieties. Since we're in 1 Peter here, let's go to chapter 5. Go to chapter 5, 1 Peter 5. And... Let's go to verse number six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So the first thing we start with there is, is humility. You see, and many times we think that, you know, when you're saying when the word of God is saying to be humble, that um, it's talking about how you carry yourself in front of others whether you're, you're a braggart and so forth. Well, you're not being humble, by the way. If you stop and think about it, you're not being humble when you are trying to solve the problem yourself. You're thinking so much of yourself, you think that you can do this thing, this burden that you're carrying, you think you can get rid of this burden yourself. You're not thinking about giving it to God. Well, who are we to think that we are so mighty and powerful that I can carry this burden and I can solve this burden? I can see my way through and simply saying, gee, I need, it to, I need to give it to someone that is greater than I. And he says, he goes on to say, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. So again, this is where God is saying here, you're not built for burdens. To give it to me, all of your cares. He doesn't say, give me a care that's concerning your car, give me a care concerning your job, give me a care concerning your finances, but keep the others. He's saying that to cast all of your cares, to cast all of your hands, to throw it onto him. The only other place that this word cast occurs is in Luke 19. Let's go to the book of Luke. You see, sometimes we have to really think and understand what God is really saying to us. 
He's telling here that he's telling us here that here you are going through life. And if you've got things that you're worrying about, I certainly have been there when there's an issue going on or something I'm dealing with. It literally feels like you're carrying a heavy load on your back. The heavy load on your back can even be something as simple, maybe seems simple to others, is what is my life about? What is your what is what is your job for me, Lord? What is it that you want me to do? Well, that can become a burden to you if you're carrying it around and you're seeking so hard to find out what it is that God wants you to do. Cast it upon him. Luke 19, verse number 35. Now, this was when, he, when Jesus was coming into, uh, into Jerusalem. Okay. Um, and they went to find a colt for Jesus to ride on. And you see, starting with verse 32. And they that were sent went their way and found even as, as he had said unto them. And as they were loosing the colt, the owners thereof said unto, unto them, Why loose you the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Jesus and they cast their garments upon the colt as they set, as they set Jesus thereon. They cast their garments upon him, right? Now, the previous chapter of uh, uh, verses there in 1 Peter said, cast all your care upon him. So when you read here that it says here, uh, and they, they uh, cast their garments upon the colt, this gives us a good visual of what it means to cast. Now, if you've ever seen anyone put a blanket on a horse, I mean, basically, they take the blanket and they cast it on the back of the, of the horse. They simply take it and they cast it on him. But if you have that visual in your mind and think about that, about casting your cares upon God, then it means that you need to, you need to figuratively take your cares and cast them to the Lord. You cannot have a blanket that you're casting upon a horse remain on you, obviously. It can't be in two places at once. So think about casting your cares, you see. And you need to get to this deep spiritual understanding to help you to stop misliving your life where you're carrying burdens and worries and anxiety for things that God does not want you to carry. You see, but we so many times when we've got, you know, and, and I'm, I've been there many times and then the Holy Spirit will remind me, why are you carrying that burden? There'll be something that you're worrying about, something that you can't fix yourself. Things that, 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 that you may think that God wants you to manage. Well, the first thing to you is to say, God, I'm going to give this to you. Now, this does not take away the responsibility for when God does tell you this is what I want you to do, for you to do it. Okay, if you're looking for a job, that doesn't mean that you just say, "Okay, Lord, I'm casting this care, worrying about a job onto you and then go sit on my proverbial park bench and feed the pigeons. I'm always talking about it doesn't work that way. When you cast your care upon God, God will then tell you what it is that he wants you to do. But guess what, though? God's yoke is easy. Jesus yoke is easy. So when Jesus is telling you what to do, Holy Spirit is telling you what to do. It won't be a burden to you. But when you're trying to fix it and solve the problem by yourself without God, absent God, and without giving it to him, then you're carrying the burden. You're carrying the burden. We all tend to worry at some point in time, especially when we worry about things we can't see a solution to. Especially when you sit down and you go through your mind, you go through your head, and you've got all of these things that you're wrestling with, and you can't see for the, for the foreseeable future how it's going to be solved. When you sit down and you're worrying and you're thinking that through and you're trying to figure out how it's going to happen, that's a burden. That's a burden. 
And the longer you think about it, the harder you think on it, the more dejected you get, the more depressed you get, the more worried you get, the more you sit down and you try to figure out how to do it. And it just doesn't add up. You look at your bank account, you you look at the things to be done or whatever it is that's going on, and you don't see how it's going to happen. That's a burden. And you're carrying that burden. God is saying to you today that you weren't built for that. You weren't built for that. Spiritually, you were not built to carry that burden. The original intention for, for Adam and Eve in the garden was to have no worries at all. All they had to do was just keep the garden. Everything would be provided for them. After the fall, of course, we know that all of that was wiped away. But Jesus came back and restored certain things to us. One was the ability for us to, to, to when, when he was crucified, the veil in the temple was torn in two, signifying now we had access through him directly to God the Father. And then he went on saying through our scriptures, of which some, of which some we've read, is to, is, is to if, if, if you're heavy laden, to come to me. And take my burden. Take what I want you to do because my burden is easy and light. So if you're carrying God's burden, what God wants you to do, it's not a burden. All you're simply doing is doing what he's telling you to do. You're being obedient. But when you keep trying to do it yourself, you are so, you're not humble enough to think that God can do this. That I, You're thinking, I can do this myself, lack of humility. You're forgetting about just simply casting it to God. And I'm telling you, that will make such a big difference in your life when you start figuring out that I don't have to worry about this. You're simply not built that way. It is not God's intention for you to be carrying around 4,600 pounds of burden. We've got to learn to cast it to him, as we saw there with the, with the blanket, just throwing it on him. That illustration shows us how easy it is to just simply cast our cares. What types of worry does God want to take off of your backs and carry for you? What, 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 what categories of worries? What kinds? Every kind. Every kind. I don't, and you've heard me say this before, I don't care. I get a hangnail, and for me, that is one of the most painful, troublesome things, because years ago, when I was a kid, I pulled off a hangnail, and man, oh man, I got an infection in my cuticle and all that sort of thing. It was really painful. You know how they can be when you touch them and put your hand in your pocket and it hurts. I get a hangnail, I kid you not, I literally say, Lord, help me to get this hangnail off as I go get the clippers. It may sound silly, but that's what I do. That's me casting a burden. I don't care to some people, oh, well, that's not a big deal. To me at the time I got that hanging, it's a big deal. But I've learned to even cast something like that upon God. So if I can cast a hangnail burden onto God, then doesn't it make more sense for the big things in life that you're troubling with, the hangnails that's, that's, that's got you walking around bowed over, bowed over. You know, and, and I'm telling you, I've been there, so I know when it's like when you're worried about something. I know when something is really weighing on you and you can't see a solution to it, and you just try to carry it around. God is telling you today to learn to cast it on Him, because you are not built to carry those burdens. You're simply not built. If you were built that way, they wouldn't feel like burdens. If you were built a way where you could figure out and just manage all of these processes, all of these things, people pulling on you, financial, whatever it may be, relationships, whatever it may be that's pulling on you, if you were able to manage it, you wouldn't be so burdened. You wouldn't be feeling the way you're feeling. So if you're feeling anything less than joy of life, if you're feeling anything that, uh, that's less than having a good time in life with the Lord, then you're carrying a burden. Right? 
That doesn't mean that we're just going to go through life, lolly, 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 skipping through the tulips and things like that. Not at all. Jesus said you will have tribulations. But we've got to learn that when the devil dumps that tribulation on me, I'm going to say, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not going to carry this burden. Maybe a burden for 30 seconds, if that long. But the minute that thing comes into your life, whatever it may be, you've got to get into the habit of saying, okay, Lord, I'm casting this on you. Picture it as them throwing that blanket on that coat for Jesus. I'm casting this on you, Lord. I'm not going to carry that burden. Because when it comes down to burdens, guess what? You are a 98-pound weakling. Spiritually, you're a 98-pound weakling. Until you learn where your strength lies. So God wants to take every single type of burden that you have. For an example, anxieties about lacking what you need. Let's turn to Philippians. Go to Philippians. Thank you, Jesus. Uh-huh. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 4. Okay. What kind of burden? One of the, one I'm going to go through is, uh, just a sample list of some of the burdens that Jesus wants to take from, take from you. And that Holy Spirit wants you to clearly understand today. Philippians uh, 4, and starting with verse number 4, simply starts with, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's hard to carry a burden when you simply start praising God and rejoicing. Starting with putting on some Christian music. All of us have iPods, iPhones, some Android device or whatever, something that carries music. Put your earphones in and first of all, start rejoicing. It is very, very difficult for you even when you're carrying a burden, when you're worried about something, when you've got due dates in your mind. When you're going through your calendar in your mind worrying about a certain due date for something, it's hard to rejoice. But you know what? You overcome that because you're not built to be carrying that burden. You are built to rejoice and praise the Lord. And if you can't get to a point where you're rejoicing and praising God now, what are you going to do for an eternity when you get in heaven? What are you going to do for an eternity if you're having a hard time praising God now here on earth? So you start rejoicing. It starts there. Put on your earphones and put on some praise music and just simply start rejoicing to God. You'll be surprised how you'll feel your burden all of a sudden start evaporating. Verse number five says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is available. Be careful for nothing. That means do not carry any cares. Don't care for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Okay? So I say that to, to rejoice, all right? To, to rejoice, remember that God is near, the Lord is at hand, and be careful for nothing. Not to be worrying, not to be carrying burdens. But in everything, everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, don't forget to thank God. And just to divert just for a moment, that Thanksgiving is so important because man, oh man, boy, we can run to God where we need something. We can run to him and pray him and then God will bless us with something. And then all of a sudden we forget about it. We stop going to church. We stop praying. We stop doing what we should be doing. We just forget about being thankful for God. But, but not too long ago we were praying and on our knees needing some help for something. Let your request be made known unto God. And then, if you're doing all of that, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
then the peace of God, which passes understanding. Whereas it may not make sense why all of a sudden you're feeling the burden is gone. Why it doesn't make sense why all of a sudden you are feeling relieved. Because God has taken the burden. We see that in Isaiah 53. I'm sorry, 55. Go to Isaiah 55. We carry these burdens around and we don't realize that the reason that we feel burdensome is because we weren't built that way. If, if someone was to put a heavy weight on your back, you, way beyond what you're able to carry, you would certainly feel the stress. You'd feel the pain. You'd feel the discomfort of carrying something that you simply were not built to carry. And well, the same thing goes down from a spiritual point. The same thing applies to when we're carrying around um, uh, other burdens that are troubling us. Isaiah 55 Verse number 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper the thing whereto I send it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be for the Lord, uh, be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So the operative verse there is, so shall my word uh, that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. So one of the burdens that we carry around is wondering if God's word is going to work in my life. You carry a burden, you drop down on your knees and you're praying to God for whatever is going on in your life, but then you have a hard time believing that what you pray for is going to be answered. You're carrying this burden around on your back, but then the other, on top of that, you see, we will get down to God on our knees and we're praying, oh Lord, I have a need for this, or I need this, or this and that's going on, or, or someone in my life is doing this, someone in my life is not doing this, and we're praying to God and we're praying to God and we're, we're, we're casting our burden upon God. And then, and we're saying what we're casting is in line with God's word, what he said he would do. You've just done that now, and you've quoted back what God said he would do. But then in the back of your mind, you're saying, well, gee whiz, though, is God going to keep his word? So on top of that, you're adding another burden on top of yourself now, because now you're wondering if God has, has heard your prayer, and you're wondering if he's going to say what he said he was going to do. Well, God said that his words, uh, are, are, um, his words uh, that go forth from my mouth shall not return to me void. So the burden that you need to have is once you need to give is when you give it to him, the burden, whatever that is, also give to him the burden of wondering whether or not his word's going to carry out what you're asking for. Does that make sense to you? You know, so in other words, there's that big burden of doubt. You've got to remember that also in verse number eight there it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So the burden that you carry around, and many of us don't even realize this, this, but when we're worrying about, say it's a financial matter that we're worrying about, and you're giving that burden to the Lord, Lord, I've got this financial need, I'm going to give that burden to you. But then the other burden we carry around without thinking about is wondering whether or not God's going to keep his word. So then that becomes a burden because you're wondering if God is going to answer your prayer and how it's going to be answered. 
Well, Lord, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I've gone through my Excel spreadsheet. And I've gone through the bills. I've gone through this. Lord, I've talked to this person. I've said that. I've done this. But, Lord, how is that going to happen? It just doesn't make sense. Well, God said in his word that your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. See, but the devil puts that burden on you to start wondering if what God said was true. So now that's another burden. But you're not built that way to carry those burdens. So all we've got to simply do is say, okay, Lord, I cast all this care onto you. Okay? I mean, I have the one that comes and cuts my grass. I tell him what I want done. I first took him on, I explained what I like, and yada, 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 and so on like that. I gave that to him. I can't grow plants. I've tried for years, I just can't do it. I don't have a green thumb. Bushes need to be, shrubs need to be trimmed. You know when? The Scots four-season plan for putting down fertilizer, whatever, whatever. I don't know all of that, so I leave that to you. I've cast that burden to him, and I've given it to him. And I don't go running behind every two minutes checking. I mean, I'll go out and look and see how things are, but I've cast that burden onto him. Until I start seeing a big patch of black grass or a hole in my lawn, then, I, then I'll start talking to him. But I cast that burden on him. The same way you, and if you stop and think about it, there are things in your life that you've given to other people or to other processes, and you don't worry about it. You, you know, you, you put gas in your car, you put the key in the engine, and you get it started. You don't have a burden sitting behind the wheel wondering if you're going to get to the next block without the car starting out. All things being equal, it's been serviced properly, it's been maintained properly. You turn the key, you got gas in it, and you give the burden to the car, so to speak. You see, but we go through life with our lives. We mislive our lives by carrying these burdens. And God keeps telling you to give the worries, the burdens to him, you see. But we try to carry the burden anyway, and you weren't built that way because God didn't intend for you to be built that way. God did not want you and does not want you to worry. And we can't be worrying about whether or not God is going to keep his word when he said he's going to take the burden. Because then that's another burden. All right, Lord, I said that prayer. Now, Lord, are you going to answer the prayer? And, Lord, are you going, if you're going to answer the prayer, how are you going to answer it? Show me on my Excel spreadsheet. Show me how that's going to work out. Show me how so-and-so is going to come by and offer me a job. Show me how so-and-so is going to come by to meet this need. Show me, show me, show me. God said, your ways are not my ways. You can't figure that out. And also, if you're trying to figure it out, then you're not giving me the burden. You're still carrying it. You see? See? And you simply were not built that way. Okay? Okay? Let's go to Second Corinthians. Oh, praise the living God. Praise the living God. God is so good. Giving us things here that we all can think about and remember because I don't care how old you are in the Lord. I mean, how spiritually mature you are in the Lord. Things today with the way things are today, it is so easy to forget. That is not God's intention for me to be worried about that particular burden. And from here we want to go through 12... Chapter 12, 12, verse number 9. 2 Corinthians 12, verse number 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is all you need. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities or weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When you're weak, Christ is the most strongest in you. That's when Jesus is strongest in you. So the whole thing about throwing off your burden and worrying about being weak, or I don't feel like I can make it, or the time that you're dragging and you're feeling that you're at wit's end and you just can't make it, that's when you are at your strongest because you've got Jesus Christ in you. You have him there. You have him there. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. This is Jesus' words. All right? So when you're feeling like you just can't accomplish it, rest in the fact knowing that Jesus is there. And because of Jesus, you, gain, you can gain strength through him. There's also another type of burden that we carry, and that's called decision making. Let's go to the book of Psalms. As we start winding down, let's go to the book of Psalms. Psalms 32. With decision making. Psalm 32, verse number 8. Psalm 32, verse number 8. And if you don't have it underlined, please underline it or highlight it. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide you with my eye. Be not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle unless they come near unto thee. All right. Verse number number eight again. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. The other burden that we carry around is decisions or indecision. When you're trying to do something, I will instruct you. You know, I know when my house was, my, my wife and I were looking for houses over the years. We've done it with the first house that we had, and we did it with the last house that we built. Was we, we prayed about it. We prayed about it. We prayed about it. We had options and decisions to be made. Some things were decisions that were outside of, of, of my capabilities. I don't know how to build a house. Some things outside of my realm of understanding. And I simply prayed about it. I prayed about it, and I gave it to the Lord. And the Lord took us away from, took us out of the hands, out of one contract. If we had decided to go with him, we'd still be waiting for our house to be built today. But the Lord showed us little things, gave us, showed us inconsistencies, showed us things that were being said. So that the decisions that we wound up making were indeed the right decisions at the right time. But you've got to trust God. You've got to learn that this is beyond me. This is outside of my ken. This is outside of my, um, my, my, my realm of understanding. So you go to the Lord who knows all things, who knows. So the other burden that we need to get off and to give to God is when we're making decisions. And that is so important. I've seen so many Christians make decisions and they say, well, this is what God told me to do. But they didn't really give it to God. You see? Many times, you know, we can wind up saying to ourselves, oh, Lord, I'm praying to you for this decision. Or I'm praying to, for you to this, for this answer, praying to you for this answer. And then something that comes to us feels good within ourselves. It feels attractive within ourselves. And we start thinking that this is what God told me to do. It may not be God telling you to do that. 
So in using some wisdom and using some Holy Spirit guidance, and this is the message here today, I believe that Holy Spirit is pointing out here in that in, in, in that in casting your cares to make sure that you're, you're talking to God and you're listening to God. And that you can be at, re- at rest and in peace when you get your answer back from God. Just don't cast it on God and the first thing that comes to you, just say, okay, this is what God wants me to do. Because it may not be God. We all hear four voices. Okay? All right? Okay, so, so, so you need to also weigh that. What is it that I'm hearing for God? But don't carry that burden of decision. It's one that is so troublesome to carry. Go back to, the, to, the, to Romans 8. Because this is one, especially today, book of Romans 8. This is one, especially today, burden that we carry. We start worrying so much. Romans 8, verse number 31. What shall we say then to these things? Really, the verse, the part of the verse I want, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? Just underline that mainly that part there, because that's what I really want to focus on. If God be for us, who can be against us? Sometimes we worry so much about those that are opposing you or that those you feel are talking about you. Especially today with this mob mentality where if you're not going along with the crowd, if you're not going along with the way with uh, how a group of people think, that all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be, be chastised and cast out and so on like that. You have to figure out that. You have to believe and understand that, that if God is for us, who can be against us? So don't be carrying a burden around about being right or being in line with what other people think. And that is so prevalent today that it crops up in many, many ways, not only on the political front or what's happening in current events, but it also happens within families. It happens among friends. Friends and family will have one particular thought, one way that they want to do or say something, and they will start opposing you. Anyone that is opposing you simply has to remember that if God is with me, who can be against me? And God is with you. So don't be carrying the burden around about worrying about things or people that oppose you because you're simply not built to carry those burdens. God promises to carry our burdens or our lot. Psalm 55:22 says, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. The word for burden there is lot. Okay, cast your lot, cast your affairs. What is your lot in life today? Where are you in life today? If you ever do a measurement of your life or do an accounting of your life, what is your lot today? God is saying to cast that as a burden. Don't be sitting back worrying about what is your lot in life today. Cast it upon the Lord. God knows, you see, the interesting thing that we, what we Christians forget is that when God placed his spirit in you. And when you were, were born into this physical realm, God had a plan according to the word of God before the foundations of the earth. So God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. But it's not your burden. You are not built to carry the burden of trying to figure out that, pe- that plan all by yourself. Cast it upon the Lord. Lord, this is my life today. This is where it's going on. I'm dissatisfied, Lord. I feel like I'm missing something, Lord. I want to give it to you. Tell me where it is that you need me to be. Tell me how it is you want me to take, not take this life and use it for your honor and for your glory and praise. 
I'm not looking to, to have um, a position and riches and wealth just to be like the Joneses next door. I'm not looking for riches and wealth and status just so that others can look upon me and say, oh, look at him, look at her, look how great he or she is. Lord, how can I glorify you in my life, in, in my life? So therefore, I'm going to cast that upon you. God can carry your burden for you. Life's burdens are not meant to crush you. If you're feeling crushed, then that means you, you're, you're overweight. Burdens are meant to test your trust in God many times to carry it for you. Many times God will permit a burden to come into your life just to see if you're going to give it to him. Stop and think about that. God wants to see how you're going to manage a burden that is in your life. Many times you've heard me say this before, we that have children or have nieces and nephews around us, we see little kids, sometimes we'll sit back and we'll watch them as they struggle to do something, as they struggle. And then eventually the kid will turn to you and say, help me, help me, maybe. Some will be a little more stubborn and try and take it a little further, and then you have to get up and help them, okay? But God is like that too. God will see, obviously see a burden in your life, but God is maybe sitting there waiting for you to just give it to him. You see, and many times we we hold back our successes in life. We hold back being blessed. We hold back having a burden removed because simply we have not decided to give it to God. God could take a lot of things out of our lives, but we decide we want to hold on and we want to make sure we can carry that burden from point A to point B. When God sees you finally come to realization, Lord, I need to give it to you. Then God says, all right, I'm going to roll up my sleeves. Now I can help. Now I can take you to where you want to be, where I want you to be. But you've got to realize that you're not built to carry that burden. Sometimes in life you'll be treated unjustly. How will you not be embittered? By letting God carry the burden of your cause and settle accounts. Vengeance is mine, Romans 12, 19 to 21. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. Leave it to him. If someone does something unjustly to you, and we are human beings, we're living in a world that can be very, very raw sometimes, even for Christians. We can't go out there plotting vengeance. There have been many things that have been done to me over the years that were a disservice or unjust. Okay? Okay, and I don't go, go striking back at them or let me see, hmm, let me plot. Hmm, I'm going to go put some sugar in his gas tank. Hmm, maybe I'll let the air out of his tires. <laughs> okay? And while you may feel, feel like doing that sometimes because you're a human being and you do get angry, but you have to remember that the Lord says, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. He says that he will repay. Leave it to God. Okay? We see a lot of wickedness and a lot of wrong things going on, especially today, and especially as Christians. We see the things that are being done, the decisions that are being made by those in high places. Okay, God is, God is not sleep. God is not sleep. God sees the evil. God sees the wickedness. God sees the unjustness that's going on. Our job as Christians is just to kind of sidetrack for a little bit. We need to pray. We need to pray for this country. Pray for this world, as a matter of fact, because if you look around, you can clearly see that there is a plot out there to undo the things of God. There's a plot with a move towards mob rule, where the things of law and order are gone out the window. Things of God definitely gone out the window, or trying to be put out the window. So we need to just remember, though, that vengeance is mine. God indeed sees what's going on. Leave it to him. Be prepared at some point in life to be treated unjustly, but, but give it to the Lord. You are not built to carry that burden, burden of settling unjustly, unjustices, injustices. God pledges to carry you all of your life. Let's go to Isaiah 60, uh, 46. A few more verses here. 
Isaiah 46. Thank you, Jesus. Forty-six, and we want to go to verse number three. Isaiah forty-six, verse three. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the from the belly, which are carried from the womb. Born means to be carried. Okay, which are carried from the womb. And even to your old age, I am he. And even to whorehairs will I carry you. Underline carry you. Will I carry you? I have made and will bear. Even I will carry. Underline carry. Bear also means to carry and will deliver you. To whom uh, uh, and, and deliver you. To whom will, will you liken me and make me equal and compare that we may be alike. All right, so the main thing here is in verse number four, even to your old age, I am he, and even to whorehairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry you. So you see here, God is saying there that he pledges, he promises to carry you all of your life. But again, when we are carrying burdens, we forget that God wants to carry us, that God wants to carry us. And it says in in, in, uh, Exodus 19, go to Exodus 19. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus 19, verse 4. 19, verse 4. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings. Bear again, meaning to carry. And how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure, uh, a treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be, be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. All right. So again, there he's saying that if you obey my voice, that he will carry you on eagles wings. We have to realize again, God is telling you that he wants to carry you. In verse, uh, in Psalm 18, verse 31 to 36, it talks about God being your rock. And if God is your rock, that means that you have a very solid foundation built under you. And I, I, I just don't understand speaking about rock. And you know the scripture that talks about building a house on sand versus on rock. Every time there's hurricane season and storm season, you notice that houses on the coast, especially in California, how they get devastated when the waters come in. I would never build a house on sand. Well, that means also you don't build your life on sand. Building your life on sand, a person that has their life built on sand is that person that thinks they can solve all of their problems them- themselves. Or thinks that another human being can solve all of their promises, all of their problems themselves. Human beings will make promises all day long. Human beings, in, at various levels of, of honor or ability to carry out a promise, human beings will answer a promise or carry you through maybe 90%, maybe 99% of the time. Okay? 
But God is the only one that can solve your problem and carry you 100 percent of the of the time. You yourself, you will fail yourself. So you can't build things in your life on a sand rock. I mean, a sandy foundation that you can do it or another human being can do it. It's got to be built on the rock, the rock of Jesus Christ. You are not built to carry burdens. So in conclusions, go to Jesus. Where Jesus said, come unto me, all who labor and are heavy, are heavy laden, to come to him and find rest. If you really want to find rest, and I know that you're looking for rest, all of us at one time or another have things going through our lives that are indeed a burden. But just remember that you are not in this by yourself. You are certainly don't have a heavenly father that is unaware of what you're going through. So stop trying to do it yourself. You are not built to carry burdens. It was not God's intention that you should be carrying burdens around. So stop thinking about what you can do in your own self and what you can do in your own ability. And sometimes those things that start out being so trivial are the things that wind, wind us, bogging us down the most. Because we don't see the pressure building. It can be, I've seen in my lifetime over the years, it'll start with one little thing and, and then it'll progress. And if I don't deal with that one little thing, it'll progress to something else. Now I got two things and the next thing you know, you're up to five and six things that are weighing you down. You get to that first thing that's weighing you down, cast it upon God. Cast it upon God. Don't try to sit down in your head and figure out how it's going to happen. Just cast it upon God. And just remember, and, you know, when you start feeling that your, yourself is being burdened, and, and, and that burden that you're feeling on your back, that, that burden that you're feeling on your back, while, while it does not feel like a steel burden that you would find in the gym or the workout place, you can realize that you're feeling the pressure of that burden when you start feeling the shortness of breath, when you start feeling the headaches, when you start feeling tired, when you start feeling there's no joy, when there, there's, when there is no laughter, when your kids are talking to you, people are around you and there's joy and laughter going on and you're not, you're not fitting in. You, you, you just don't feel it. You just don't feel it. That is a burden. That is a burden. Why? Because that's not how God wanted you to be. That wasn't God's plan for your life. At that moment in time that you're beginning to feel those feelings of, of, of depression or you're feeling that, 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 that something else is better than what's going on. Uh, um, my, my, my life, am I living my life the way it should be? The minute you start thinking that, that's a burden. That's a burden. And while it may not feel like that steel burden, those weights that you see in the gym, it is just as heavy because you're walking around, you're tired. You're walking around, you're feeling miserable, you're not feeling any joy. Then you're carrying a burden. Then you're carrying a burden. And then that's when you realize, I've got a burden here. That's when you need to kick it in gear and say, wait a minute now. God didn't build me to be lifting 4,600 pounds. I'm not a silverback gorilla. Amen. God did not mean for me to be carrying this. God did not mean for me to be feeling this way. So, Lord, I'm going to give this to you. I'm just going to give it to you and I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to carry cares. One of the things I do when I'm in the shower and, and I'm saying my prayers and stuff, I say, Lord, I don't care. I don't care. That means that I'm not carrying any cares. I cast all my cares on you, Lord, because I know that you care for me. And then the next thing that will happen, mark my words. The minute you say, I cast my care onto you, Lord, I'm giving it to you. The other thought the devil's going to place in your mind is, how's that going to happen? Well, if you don't care for it, you yourself, if you don't care for what the devil's going to be saying, how's it going to happen? 
Then all of a sudden, now you start trying to think like God. You start to figure out how God is going to, you start trying to figure out how God is going to do it. Well, guess what you just did? You just took back that care from God. You took that burden that you gave to God back from him and you put it back on yourself. Because now you're trying to be God. You're trying to figure it out. Once you say, Lord, I cast that care to you. I give it to you. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. I'm paying these guys to cut my grass. I'm not going to be out here micromanaging. I put my key in the car. My expectation is that it's going to start. I've got direct deposit in my, on my job and whatnot. I expect my check to Do you run down to the, do you go through your job's um, finance department right before payday to check to see if they got enough money in the books to pay your, to give you your salary into indirect deposit? How many of us go up to finance and say, I want to see your books. Payday is next week. I want to make sure you got enough money in your books to put my check into direct deposit. We don't do that. We've given that burden to the job. We've given it to the finance. We've given it to the, to the owner. Why do we do that with our lives? When the ultimate owner, the CEO, the big CEO of all things, God, has says, I've got your back. I've got your paycheck. I've got your house. I've got your car. I've got your kids, I've got your family, all those things that you're carrying, that you're caring about, I got it. I got it. So once you cast your cares, give it to him and leave it there. Easy to do? No. But you've got to start someplace. You've got to start someplace. And the start is with you. It starts today. It starts today. Whatever you're carrying, give it to God today and leave it there. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure out how it's going to happen. You just figure out, leaving here, there's a stop sign at the end of the parking lot. Got to make sure I stop there. There's another one going up the street. There's a stop sign. I'll make sure I stop there. Got to obey the traffic sign. Think on those things, okay? Don't go worrying about that burden that you're carrying because as of today, hopefully, you've given it to God. Hopefully, today, you made a decision that I simply am not going to worry about that. And every single time the devil puts it back into your thoughts, you come back again. I am not going to carry that burden. I'm not going to think about it because I gave it to God. How do I know what's going to happen? I don't know because God said my thoughts are not his thoughts. So that's for him to figure out. All I know is God gave me a promise that he wants to carry me. So I'm saying, okay, Lord, carry me. And if you can't believe him, then who can you believe? If you could have figured it out, you would have figured it out. I don't know of anyone sitting in this sanctuary that loves to be miserable or loves to carry a burden of their own. I can't see anyone here that loves to be miserable. So if you are and if you're carrying a burden, then Holy Spirit is saying to you today to give it to the Father. Give it to him and stop carrying it yourself. Praise God. Praise God. I hope this message has been a blessing to you. And now before we close, let us honor God with our tithes and offerings.